welcome to StockTwits After Hours, where we provide a quick rundown of the day's market action from the folks at StockTwits, the largest community of investors in the universe. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to StockTwits After Hours. I'm your host, Riley Rosenberger, alongside head trader at Trading Experts, Shake Prisby. Shake, today is Tuesday, January 5th, and we saw stocks briefly bounce back from yesterday. Did the market make a major move before the results of this Georgia runoff? So we got a modest bounce today, gaining back half of yesterday's losses. It was a really low volume day as we did about a third of yesterday's volume in the S&P. And this is directly related to the Georgia Senate runoff today. The Senate's up for grabs and the economic implications are massive. When we're waiting on a market catalyst as big as this one, you often see these light volume sessions as investors await the event's outcome. We talked about how yesterday's market action was potentially pricing in a Democratic victory. Do we see a continuation from those sectors in today's tape? No, actually. The fact we didn't continue to sell off today means this race is going to be a lot tighter than it was implied yesterday. With yesterday's action, you'd think it was going to be a landslide Democratic victory. We actually saw oil and energy as the strongest sectors today, which theoretically is the opposite action we saw yesterday with the strength in anything related to green energy. To go along with that notion, solar energy stocks were so weak today. Uh, Pot stocks remain strong, but most other sectors like the banks were just mixed. I don't think there's a ton of information we can get out of this week's action regarding Georgia election results given today's context. Yesterday's sell-off in the quote-unquote Republican favorite sectors seems more like investors doing some cautionary profit-taking after a huge run in 2020. It seems like we're just waiting on the results from this runoff. When do you expect to start seeing numbers come in, though? So Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger said this morning it's not likely the race will be called tonight. It depends how close the race is, obviously, but it's really more dependent on the amount of absentee ballots cast. I don't believe we'll go through weeks of counting like the presidential election. It could take a few days into the weekend. I'm sure this will be the only thing you see on news stations the next couple days as they begin the count. You mentioned that you were surprised to see the strength in oil today following yesterday's price action. This is actually the first time crude crossed above 50 since futures went negative last April. What's the latest with this recent oil surge? So it appears that the Saudis came through with a little New Year's gift to the oil industry as they announced a surprise output cut at the OPEC meeting today. Simple economics here. Demand increases when supply is cut, and Saudi Arabia shocked the world today with a voluntary 1 million barrel per day output cut. When oil went negative in April, there were two main reasons. The first was COVID lockdowns causing travel to come to a halt. The second was the Saudis posturing and refusing to cut their output, leaving the supply oversaturated, causing prices to plummet to unseen levels. So the Saudis doing this voluntarily on their own is the biggest surprise of the day here, as that's been the main issue within the OPEC conflicts. This should be a big boost for oil and gas stocks over the next few months, as their next meeting is not until March 4th. Heading over to the opposite side of the spectrum with the electric vehicle market, EV startup Rivian has raised more funds. The company is now valued at $25 billion and has yet to sell a truck. Is Rivian the real deal or is it just another company that's trying to cash out on this recent EV craze? As much as I want to call out this company for never selling a vehicle and taking on a greater valuation than Delta Airlines, this company seems like it's a real deal. There is $2.5 billion last summer with heavyweights such as George Soros, Amazon, Fidelity, and BlackRock all getting in the mix. That's really all the due diligence I need to hear. Nah, I'm kidding. But they have 3,000 employees across three production facilities in California, Michigan, and Illinois. 
They're going to be the first electric pickup truck on the market. And this is no Nikola's situation. These trucks are proven beasts. Their first truck, the R1T, will be able to tow up to 11,000 pounds. And the top of the line models will be able to hit 60 miles per hour in 3.0 seconds. For comparison, a Porsche 911 Turbo goes 0 to 60 in 3.2 seconds. So these things can move like sports cars and tow like an F-150. This is set to be the Tesla Cybertruck's biggest competition, and it's slated to begin shipments June 2021. So the EV market continues to dominate the headlines and could get even hotter if the Dems sweep the runoff tonight. Shake, that's a wrap for today. We'll keep a close eye on the markets when we do get those numbers from the Georgia runoff. We'll talk to you again tomorrow after hours. Sounds good. You've been listening to Stock Twits After Hours. To learn more and subscribe today, visit StockTwits.com. All opinions expressed by the host and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of StockTwits or their affiliates. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. The podcast is also not a research report and is not intended for the basis of any investment decision. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.